Good morning and welcome to Practitioner Sunday. This morning we would like to share some of the tools that we use in our spiritual practice. We believe that these tools are very powerful and we want to share them with you because we think that you can use them to create the life that you were meant to live. The tool, I work in construction and one of the first things we do before we start a project is we get together, we decide what it is we want to do and then we create a blueprint. In spiritual practice, we call this process visioning and the blueprint is our sacred covenant. Sacred covenant and visioning is a very, um, is a very good tool to use to get clear about what it is that you want to do with your life. It's a great way to find out what it is that you are perfectly suited to do because this visioning takes place from the spirit. You ask questions from within your own spirit, within your own self. And so you find out what it is that you want to do, and then you find a way of making it happen. So it's a very practical spiritual tool because we can use this in order to know what the next step is in any process that we're doing. At PCSL, we create a sacred covenant before we do any activity. So the women's committee for the women's retreat got together last September and started visioning. The very first thing we do is vision to see what it is that we want to create for the next year for our next um, women's retreat. And this is the vision, this is the sacred covenant that we came up with for the women's retreat. In a couple of weeks, we'll be starting the process for next year. Every year is a new opportunity. So uh, while you may create a vision for your own, your own life, the manifestation of it and how you um, fulfill those intentions is new every day. So this is a very powerful tool. And if you would like to create a covenant for yourself, you can ask any one of us and we'd be happy to assist you. Thank you. I'm Nancy Ashley, and the tool that I have selected is sacred reading. So um, many of you have had classes, and we've read the Science of Mind textbook and all of the wonderful books that come with all the classes. Um, also, I have added in there the books that Reverend Larry uses for his Sunday talks, uh, the Science of Mind magazine, perhaps uh, something more current like Deepak Chopra, Neil Donald Walsh, or Wayne Dyer. But all of these are bringing us tools that we can use every day. So my favorite ones, um, of course, for Science of Mind, include Ernest Holmes. And this Essential Ernest Holmes is one of the best compilations of all of his writings makes it very readable, and any place that you open it, you're going to find a concept or principle that will help guide your life today. So this is part of my morning practice. Um, I also use a favorite of Joel Goldsmith with the Practicing the Presence, which is just very sweet and just opens me up completely. Um, Emmett Fox brings a, a more um, new thought perspective into um, the Christian beliefs, the 
teachings of Jesus, which I was not very familiar with, but uh, which do, Emmett Fox brings it into a way that I can accept it. So all of these sound intellectual, but what it really is, is it brings in an alignment, a centering, a belief that comes into my mind, into my heart, into my soul, and helps me to start my day. Centered, knowing who I am, knowing who you are, knowing that this works, and why it works, and how it works, and that it works every day. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Bill Lawson. I've been a licensed practitioner for over 20 years. And the tool that I chose from the box is uh, the Science Mind magazine. I use it every day. And uh, it, it helps me in uh, practicing the, 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 the tool, the major tool that I've chosen today, which is prayer. Um, and I use the daily guide as a... Um, to get centered, first of all, and then to, as an outline for the prayer that I may be using at the time. Ernest Holmes had said, had this to say about the subject. Quote, prayer, the desire to reach out to something greater than we are, has been common to every age. Instinctively, we feel that there is a higher power that which responds to us. Our minds reach out with feeling and faith to something that is always available to, end quote. Prayer is a valuable um, practice and a direct avenue to the realization of spirit, the source of all good. And I, um, want to just say a little bit about what prayer means to me. It, it was a scary word when I was a kid, the, the way it was used and, and uh, all this um, pleading and hoping and all of that stuff. I remember people uh, in a crisis situation might try everything they could to, to resolve the issue, to s solve the problem, and then sort of with a sigh say, now all we can do is pray. So I've learned through the science of mind that the very first thing I need to do is pray because that's, um, that's where I'm going to find the answer. That's what's where I'm going to find the leaders, the leading to the, the thing that I need to do and the thing I need not to do. So, um, so as I continue to practice prayer or spiritual mind treatment, as Ernest Holmes called it. He also called it spiritual mind healing treatment. And as I recall from my studies, early studies in the science of mind, um, the reason in my mind that he chose to call it this is that uh, man in his present state, and particularly in that time, uh, was a little confused and perhaps needed some healing. And so he incorporated that as uh, at least part of the time is what he called prayer, spiritual mind healing treatment, or affirmative prayer. As I continue to practice prayer or spiritual mind treatment, as Ernest Holmes called it, I find that my world changes for the better and I find more opportunities to use this powerful tool for spiritual practice. Thank you.
and my name is Dee Hartman, and I've been a practitioner for 12 years. And the spiritual tool I'm going to talk about is sacred service. And the tool that I have in my hand is a light so I can shine the light on sacred service. Um, all of the practitioners that are here practice sacred service all the time. Um, there's, as Bill is doing for us today, uh, Bill, Al, <laughs> as Al is doing for us today, um, he's uh, sitting in high watch to hold the consciousness for all of us. Um, and um, the spiritual mind treatment that um, Star did when she came up on the platform, that's another of the um, sacred services that the practitioners do. And uh, the ushers and the, uh, the greeters and the, um, the offering when they bring up the basket to have the gifts blessed, that also is sacred service. And um, prayer requests, praying with individuals after the service, or having one-on-one -on -one practitioner sessions are all parts of the sacred service. We do a lot of praying. And currently, I am honored to be on the core council. And many of uh, the practitioners that are here have been uh, in service on the core council. And I find it to be richly rewarding and a, a great way to serve. And then there's my favorite. My favorite is assisting with the classes. I've assisted Reverend Larry and Reverend Sharon and practitioner Kate with the um, science of mind classes that they've taught. And I just love that. So thank you. Hello, my name is Star Shepherd Decker, and I have been a licensed practitioner for four years. One of the spiritual tools that I have in my toolbox is regular tithing. To me, there are many reasons why I tithe. Practically speaking, I know that the center needs tithes to pay the mortgage and keep the lights on, and that it uses my donations to provide amazing experiences and opportunities for myself and countless others. Personally, I gain so much from being a part of this community that it just makes sense to give back. Yet, so much more than all of this is the use of tithing as a spiritual practice. Tithing in a conscious way gives me opportunities to be both grateful for and more aware of the amazing abundance that's already in my life. It allows me to stretch my idea of how big my own pool of good is, as well as participate in the co-creation of the kind of world that I want to live in. Ernest Holmes says in the Science of Mind textbook, when the law of circulation is retarded, stagnation results. It is only as we allow the divine current to flow through us on and out that we really express life. The law of giving and receiving is definite. He goes on, because of the unity underlying all life, no man lives entirely unto himself, but through himself. He gives unto the whole, which whole embodies all other lives. 
When a man's thought rests entirely upon himself, he becomes abnormal and unhappy. But when he gives himself with enthusiasm to any legitimate purpose, losing himself in the thing which he is doing, he becomes normal and happy. After belonging to the center for over a decade now, I can testify to the validity of this message. Giving myself here, both in tithing and in service, fulfills me in more ways than I can count or explain. I'm grateful for having the tool of tithing to support me in my own spiritual journey. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Cheryl Clark, and I have the multi-tool of tools, otherwise known as Leatherman, which is a local company, just in case you're wondering. Uh, the tool of managing your thoughts. It, it permeates all aspects of our lives. And the Buddhists have a metaphor about planting a garden with our thoughts. If the soil is the mind and our thoughts are the seeds, then as we cultivate the seeds that we plant, we create the landscape of our lives. And so some of us probably experience a little bit of that noxious, invasive weeds now and then, right? So if you're not getting the um, results in your life that you really want, then pay attention to your thoughts. Because a thought, once, once it is repeated, becomes a habit, it becomes an opinion, and if we continuously repeat that thought, that opinion becomes an attitude, and our attitude will go underground and become a belief. And as we all know that our beliefs really direct and interact with the creative law. And the creative law is not a judger of whether it's good or bad, whether it gets us the results we want or not, that those single thoughts, once they are repeated, become a belief, and then we create the landscape of our lives. So only plant those seeds that affirm and create what you want to create in your life. So I have chosen the tool of affirmations represented by this mirror. And you're wondering why, but we'll come to that. So we're taught in science of mind that we all are created in the image and likeness of God. We are richly endowed with everything required to co-create with God a life that is glorious, blessed with anything and everything we desire. And is it showing up this way? And if not, what is the reason? Well, we all picked up, all, every single one of us, along the road of life, other people's beliefs that may or may not be the truth. And as Cheryl just mentioned, those beliefs are the seeds that we plant, knowingly or unknowingly, and they're operating in our lives and creating the life we are currently experiencing. So if we don't experience the life that we want to see happen, so what can we do about this? Well, I firmly believe we all have the power to make ourselves into that which we wish and desire to be. Every single one of us, without fail, we have that power. And the tool I use on a pretty consistent basis, of course, besides prayer, like we said, we pray all the time, but 
is affirmations. And I use affirmations to give myself a spiritual tune-up, so to speak. So here's some homework if you choose to participate. Set yourself down in a quiet spot. Take a few deep breaths and write out several affirmations. Just affirming the truth of who you are. For instance, should the belief operate in your life that you're not good enough, you may affirm, I am powerful. I am deserving of the best. I am capable of great things. I like to start my affirmations with I am. When I say I am, that means I am standing in my power. And for the rest of the affirmation, use powerful, life-affirming, positive words. Then when you're done writing them, take out your mirror. Look yourself firmly in the eye. Repeat every affirmation five times with conviction out loud. Do this twice a day for a minimum of 14 days, just two weeks, twice a day, and be amazed what will happen. Thank you. Hello, my name is Arlene, and I'm also a licensed practitioner. My spiritual tool that, that I use regularly, daily, is meditation. And the prop I have is a candle. And there are many props, many ways to enter into meditation. There is silence. There is stillness. There is active listening. There is motion. There is simply focusing on the breath. As there are many ways to enter, the goal of meditation is to simply center yourself in your own presence. Be stilling in your own heart in the presence of God. And recognizing that the outermost God in all of life is also the innermost God that abides at the very center and core of us. And taking a breath and focusing all your thoughts upon that, on that one pointed center of the truth of your being. And also, meditation is a tool to align your heart and all the feelings that are in your heart with that divine presence. Meditation for me is also a way, not only for me to train my mind and to be focused on the truth within, but it is also a tool for which I use and put to practice in centering myself in the heart of God within me, recognizing that I am indeed one with it, and I feel its presence within me, and I simply rest within it. I allow myself to be bathed in that divine presence and power, washing over me as the song that was sung to us earlier, that I and all of us in the meditation 
are washed by that divine presence and power and that it is right here, right now, the essential being, the essential truth of who and what we are and that we are indeed one with it at all times. Meditation is the tool that I use to center myself in it. I can practice it in the morning when I rise. I can practice it throughout the day. And if there are thoughts that would be disturbing or feelings that would cause unrest within me, I can simply look to my candle that burns within me, the living spirit. I can simply remember my breath is the breath of God breathing me. And I remember I am one with God. I am the truth of God. And I am demonstrating that right here right now. And I invite all of you to put to practice meditation in your lives, for it is the way that the personal God that is all in everything is personal within us. And there's a wonderful friend awaiting, welcoming you to come home and to simply love you as you are. Thank you. So these are some of the spiritual tools that we use in our daily life. If any of you would like to incorporate them into your daily practice, you can contact any of us and we'd be happy to assist you. So thank you for listening to us today. And now let us pray. So right here and right now, I know that that one power, that one creative presence is present within each and every one of us. I know that each and every one of us is here on purpose ready to be that divine, incredible, fabulous person that we are each destined to demonstrate into, our, into the world and in our lives. So I accept all of that goodness. I accept the greatness of God as a power, as a force, as an energy that lifts each one of us to demonstrate our own purpose, to see our own vision, and to experience the joy of fulfilling and living in our own spiritual intentions. And so I accept that goodness as present within each and every person in this room right now. I know that it is good, and so I simply let it be, and so it is.